Hey, it's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 115, how to manifest six figures in 90 days with Nadia Brown. So Nadia has an incredible story. She emailed us about a month ago sharing an update since we hadn't spoken to her since our live event in January 2020. And this email brought my entire team to tears. It was so powerful reading her incredible story of literally manifesting six figures in 90 days. She transformed her life off of the tail end of our event. And I say that humbly, but you're going to hear in the episode exactly how she did that. And the event was one of the incredible components to helping her finally decide that she was done with the struggle bus, as she likes to call it. She was done with living in a way that was not in alignment with her desires. She was done with the relationship that wasn't serving her. She was done with being broke and literally making that decision changed everything. So I'll let her dive into her story now. I know you're going to be completely blown away by everything that's transpired in a very short amount of time. And we literally break down how to manifest. So a lot of people think that manifesting is woo-woo, and that's not at all the case. So we're giving you a step-by-step process to take and apply to your own life. So let's dive in. This episode is sponsored by the I Heart My Life Signature Course. This course is a long time in the making. It's based on my incredible book called I Heart My Life. It's literally some of those chapters broken down into a self-study course that provides you with everything you need to uncover what your purpose is and move full speed ahead towards taking action and making your big dreams a reality. We cover mindset, money mindset, goal setting, success tips, how to develop your own support system, everything you need to go from A to Z uh, in terms of creating a life that you love. So if you go to iheartmylifecourse.com, you'll learn more and you'll be able to sign up right away today and be able to start moving forward towards that big vision, that thing that you know you're meant for. And remember, you are worth it. You deserve to live a life that you love. So go ahead and check it out now. Welcome to the I Heart My Life show, Nadia. I am so excited to have you here and share your incredible story with our audience because honestly, it's going to blow everyone away. So welcome. Thank you so much. I'm really, really, really excited to be here. So before we get to the past six months or so, I know that your journey starts much you know, prior to that. It starts years ago with your first business and how you became an entrepreneur. So can you take us back and talk a little bit about the story behind the success? Sure, absolutely. So it started pretty much fresh out of university. Um, I graduated with a degree in politics and I kind of just immediately knew that I didn't want to do politics or anything corporate. So I immediately got a job in property and there was a cupcake shop across the road and I had always been a very passionate baker and about a year into my property job I just was like hating my life so I went to the cupcake shop and I had like I ordered a box of eight cupcakes and I ate them all on my lunch break and I just immediately knew there was something seriously wrong and I needed to just do my own thing I just had this calling to be an entrepreneur so I always wanted to be an entrepreneur and it started pretty early so I launched my own little cake business and I started doing that and I was always dabbling, dabbling, dabbling. And that's one thing that I really want to highlight. I've been like a perpetual dabbler. 
throughout my whole entrepreneurial journey. Um, and it started quite young. So I started with a cake, catering, afternoon tea. And I did that for like three years. Then I opened up my first shop and I shut it down within three months because of major like cash flow issues and huge mindset issues. Um, and then after that, it was literally five years, five different businesses, um, online and offline. And none of them were ever financially successful, despite like doing the work, reading all the books, doing all the things. Like I hired the coach, I hired the therapist, I did it all. And unlocking finances just for me felt like a passcode that I just couldn't crack. And I had genuinely convinced myself in the end that it just maybe wasn't meant for me, that I just couldn't do it. It seemed like I could manifest all the things, but the bloody money. And it was so frustrating. Let me just pause you for one second. So I love everything that you've just shared because I think there's so many people out there who they're questioning whether they can really do this and they're dabbling and they're not seeing the results that they want. But first and foremost, I want to really you know, get clear with you. Where did the entrepreneurial spirit come from? Where did you even get the guts and the gumption to move forward and, and keep trying? That's a great question. Um, I think definitely the first person that comes to mind is my mum. Um, she was a single parent. My dad wasn't in my life until I was 18. And she actually started, you know, without any education at all. So for most of my childhood, she was a beautician. And then one day she decided to go to university. And I was like 10. She got her master's. Then she got her doctorate. She became a psychologist. And she opened up her own practice. And our lives just radically changed after that. We went from growing up pretty poor, very poor, like in the UK version of the project, you know, um, difficult. So, and then I saw how quickly our lives changed when she got the education and started her own business. So definitely wow. my mom and she never gave up. She never gave up and she's, she's really successful now. She's a Ted talker and everything. Wow. And so you saw that modeled before you and, you know, you knew that it was possible for you, but like you said, there was a period of time where it just felt like you didn't have the secret passcode. So what happened next? So, um, yeah, like seriously, the passcode thing is just such high resonance because it honestly felt impossible. Like I just felt like I'm doing all the things and none of it's working. It's so frustrating. So, um, scroll on along to, Basically being at a standstill with business. So I take a few months off the business thing. I have been temping for the last year, dabbling in jobs and my business. And then I decided, let me just stop business and let me just figure out what in the world I actually want to do. So this is now 2019. So I'm giving myself a bit of a break and I decide I'm in a dysfunctional relationship. So I want a break from all this. So I come to California from London and I decide to spend some time with my dad. I'm not in business and I decided, hey, I'm just going to play around and experiment here. So I launched a little YouTube channel and I just wanted to be creative. And I started to love that. I love just being creative and not being attached to the money anymore. I just kind of relinquished that. Um, and I was having fun and I healed the relationship with my dad. Then I came back home to London and I was never expecting to come back to LA. Then boom, I'm on Instagram and I see... Your ad for I Heart My Life Live come up and you are giving a hot, you're doing a holiday giveaway because two people couldn't um, attend and you did not for refund. So they wanted to gift it back to the community, which I found to be a beautiful idea. And I just applied and then I won. So I was like, oh my goodness, this, this is it. I've just got to go back to California. There was no plan at all. I'm, 
as soon as I came back to London, I went straight back into my dysfunctional relationship with my ex. Um, everything just went back. All the old beliefs, that horrible kind of way of thinking and feeling was just back home in London. And I got straight back in. So I saw winning the ticket as a sign that I, this is my sign to get back out again. So I flew out for the I Heart My Life live event with no kind of major plan. I just flew out for the event. And yeah, it was just unbelievable because at the event, like I made some, this is when everything changed. So this is January, 2020 and what we're in June, 2020 now. So all of this success has now happened in this period of time. So we're at the I Heart My Life. I'm at the I Heart My Life live event and you get on the stage, Emily, and you are talking about flying first class. And you said the the point is that you can't go back. That's your mission to not go back, to make your desires the forefront of your life and to really work towards that and to keep the intention there. And just something very deeply shifted in me. And I just like in that moment, just gave up the struggle. And that's the first like mindset shift I made. made. I just gave up the struggle in that moment. I just thought, oh my goodness, that's it. I just have to just stop this backsliding cycle that I'm in and to take my business seriously and to believe that this is the vehicle for me to have my desires met. And I knew already that that was possible because you hear about it all the time and the mindset books tell you this is possible. But for some reason, I had never fully internalized that. And when you said that, just the pearls of wisdom just dropped within me. And I was like, that's it. That's it. And you literally just made a decision. Yeah, it was. I mean, I want it to be more complicated than that, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> right. I want to highlight that for people. We've talked about this on the show before that it's, it's literally about making a decision. So I just wanted to point that out. So you hear me talk about first class. And the point is, in my story, it's just that once you do that, you can never go back because you experience that next level and you experience being in alignment with your desires. And it's one of the things that continues to fuel you is that you're, you're not available to go back. This is the new normal. Right. Right. And, you know, making that decision, like it really, really is that simple because a lot of the time it's just kind of in your head and like caught in this perpetual loop of desire meets struggle, meet desire meets struggle. Whereas when you actually just make that concrete decision that you are off the struggle bus, that you are no longer a passenger on that struggle bus. And it was just a very defining moment for me. I just decided in that moment that that was it for me. And then Marla Mattinson comes on the stage and she's talking about hotel rooms. So I flew over to LA on basically alone from my mum. My mum was funding my life at that stage. She gave me money to fly over, gave me money for the hotel. And because of that, I shared a room with another guest at I Heart My Life Live. It was the Hilton. They give you free cookies. It wasn't the end of the world. Like I was happy with that. But Marla Mattinson said, look, you know, one, someone told her that when you come to these events and they're at beautiful locations, get your own room. And again, it was just like massive shift. I realized, oh my goodness, I need to get myself in a room in the Fairmont Grand Almar five star, because this is where I want to be. And I just think in that moment, I stopped lying to myself about what I wanted. I wanted the luxury hotel. I wanted to be a guest there. It would make me feel good. So I just used all the money in my bank account to book myself that room at the Fairmont Grand Del Mar. And I just decided, you know, I'm off the struggle bus now and I'm really going to make this happen this time around. Like, it's fine. It's going to be fine for me because I'm going to make it fine. And it was just a series of very deep decisions and commitment to my desires. I just decided that is it. I'm done. 
Yeah, I want to highlight this for a second because Marla and I, we share a lot of the same methodology. I've worked with her. We worked with similar mentors. And so one of the things that we're really adamant about is people stepping into the life that they desire as soon as possible. And so I just want to point out the fact that our very first I Hurt My Life live event, it cost well over six figures for us to do it at this five-star hotel. And that was a deliberate decision to not do it at a normal place, but to allow our attendees and our guests to have the experience of that next level version of the life that most of our clients crave. And yet when we sent out the information and talked about the hotel, very few people actually decided to book the room. And so it was a deliberate decision um, on Marla's part and on my part to encourage people to make a decision then and there to actually book the room. And a lot of people obviously listened. They heard us talking about it from stage, but you were only one of two people who actually took the action, Nadia. And everyone else, they either made excuses about why they didn't need that they, you know, went into fear around, oh, I don't have enough money in the bank account, or it's too inconvenient or whatever the excuses were. But you tapped into that desire and you made a decision. And I'm curious to know from your perspective, like you said, your mom was funding this trip and and your life at that point in time. And so was there any fear that came up for you around spending that money and, and taking that step? Absolutely. 100%. I felt it was equal amounts of bad and good at the same time. Um, I felt guilty for spending money because it was all I had. I felt like it was somehow wrong to do that. Um, it was irresponsible financially, um, that I was somehow ungrateful because I have a great life and it's reasonably easy. Like I'm not, I'm not struggling where other people do. Um, you know, why am I spending all my money on a five-star hotel? But then the other half was like, this is just it. It's it. There is... There is no way, like, this is it. You've just got to decide that this is it. So spending that money was really me standing for myself because I've invested before. But when I invested this time, I invested with intention. Like, I invested knowing for sure that I was never going to go back mentally. I'm never going back to that place. So, yeah, I was scared and it was horrifying to spend my last time on a five-star hotel that I really didn't need to stay in whatsoever. But it well, was you just, did in many ways. Yeah. Exactly. Because after that, everything changed, everything changed and it was massive. So before we get to that piece, which is so juicy, I just want to point this out for everyone listening. So you followed the coaching and what you're about to share with us in terms of the transformation, obviously there's a lot of reasons why you did transform and and why you've gotten the results you've gotten. But one of the things that I see is is glaringly obvious that most people somehow miss is that you went to a conference to learn and you actually listened to what the speakers taught you. You know, who knew? And yet so many people go to conferences and they're taking the notes and they're there in the room, but they're not actually really there because they're still allowing their fear to get in the way of what the true desire actually is. And what you're explaining to all of us here is, of course, there's going to be fear there. You're spending your last penny. You're taking a leap. You're doing something you've never done before. It's going to feel uncomfortable, but that doesn't mean you put on the brakes. If anything, that means you know you're headed in the right direction 
into a space that you haven't yet ventured into, which means that you're about to enter into a new reality. Right. Absolutely. Like nail on the head. And that is literally what it is, a new reality. Like get getting off that old reality, all of those old thoughts that got you exactly where you are and just deciding enough is enough and drawing that line in the sand, following the advice, doing the damn thing and just really committing to self. And that's exactly what it was. Um, yeah. And so I remember when I was, I think it might've been the last day, um, James and I happened to walk through the bar and you were sitting with, um, one of my previous clients, Leah, and, and you were telling me about some of the decisions that you had made. So can you talk a little bit about some of the things that you did in addition to booking the room right there in the event? Yeah. So, um, after I booked that room, I have to say, well, I had a beautiful bath in the marble bath, which I was amazed by. And I bought a bunch of outfits for the event, right? So it started actually with the outfit for the next day. I bought this shoulderless pink dress with perspex heels that I almost didn't dare wear. It was just there just in case I had the balls to do it. And the day after I booked myself into that hotel, I wore that dress and that was the last day of the event. So that was like strike one. And then Leah and I are having our little chit chat. And, you know, I also decided I'm, I'm done with my ex completely and I have to just let that relationship go. So that was another like major decision, which I never over a period of what, five years had the balls to do. So I, I made the phone call and I, and I made it happen. Like I just said, it's, it, it, it is done and there is no more us anymore. And I, wow, I had no idea you broke yeah. up with him at the event. Yeah. Yeah. That happened too. That happened too. So wow. Leah bought a bottle of wine and we were having a nice little drink, catching up about all of the things. Um, yeah. And then you guys came along and I just decided that I wanted to stay in California. Like I, I wanted to figure it out in California. I wanted to make my life work in California. I had no idea how, um, no idea, but I just decided I'm going to make this happen. So I went down to my dad's house. He lives in Lompoc, which is about a four hour drive from LA but I just knew that I had to stay in California this time and make my life work and do something. So you literally, you didn't get on a plane. You just stayed in California and you, did you go and live with your dad? Yeah. I went straight to my dad's house. Um, and I almost just started again mentally. I thought, okay, well, what do I actually want to do and how am I going to make this happen? Um, so I just started showing up every day on YouTube and creating my little crafty things and just being creative. And I just decided, and I still have the video journals because I, I got into a habit of doing a video journal every single day. So I could see what I was really, I really wanted to see myself. Like something just, I just wanted to see me. So I did a video journal every single day talking about how I was feeling, what I was experiencing and what I wanted. And what I wanted, and, I, and I'm going to do a whole video on this to, to show those pieces of evidence because it's like prime. And what I was saying was, I want what Emily had, which was six figures before her 30th birthday, six figures before my 30th birthday, six figures before my 30th birthday. I decided like that is absolutely what I really, really want. And I want it to be easy. I want it to be easy. So out of nowhere, one of my old clients, um, I do EFT tapping, emotional freedom tapping. So one of my old clients referred me to a company a very big company and I had a chat with them and they wanted to do some EFT tapping for their colleagues. And the conversation actually went nowhere. They never followed through with the business. Then they referred me to another huge company 
And then they wanted to sign a deal with me. So I was contracted. We signed a six-figure contract to do EFT. And I now hire people to do the EFT and it's purely passive income. And then another company then got in touch and they wanted to sign another half six-figure deal. So I just manifested, you know, 156K literally wow. on my lap in one month, basically. Wow. So let me just break this down here. So I'm so in love with this idea of doing those video diary entries, however you want to call them, um, of yourself talking about what it is that you desire and the specificity of your goal of the six figures before my 30th birthday. Now, I want everyone to really hear this in great detail because this is how you create a life better than your dreams. You get clear on what that thing is that you desire and you fuel that desire with as much emotion as possible and you feel into it and you speak it into reality and then you're open to that receiving of the desire. And you said out of nowhere, but we both know that you've been planting seeds, maybe even without knowing it for years and getting involved in EFT and sharing that work with other people and them referring you and so on and so forth. That's how this works. And we all think like, I need to make it happen. I need to struggle, but there's so much going on beneath the surface. There's so much within the unseen forces that are working on our behalf, but we have to be in the receiving mode to actually see that come to life. Absolutely. Literally. And that's, I think that's the main thing being in a receiving mode and realizing that it just, you know, you can take all the action, which is so important, but if you are not in a state of receiving or in a state of committing to yourself at a very, very deep level and living in possibility and just deciding it really, really is your turn. It really, really is possible for you. It can happen for you. It will happen for you. It's already yours. It's done. And just really like living in that reality, then it's all possible. And, you know, if, if you have some, 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 some dark stuff, so for me, my darkness was my boyfriend, that codependency, the need for someone not and not needing me, you know, not really seeing myself. That's why I did the video journals. I just refused to really see myself in my darkness. I knew I had a shadow, but it's like, you don't really see it. And I forced myself to just look at myself and commit to myself. And that was it. That's, that, li that is literally the hardest work. And if you just commit to doing that, then you put yourself in a state of, re of receptivity because you are accepting of self. I just accepted myself and I, and, and, and I wanted what I wanted. And I decided enough is enough and it's possible for me. I'm done with the struggle bus. It's over. That season of my life is over. I'm really, with men and with money. It's finished. And when you were looking at the, those videos, was that one of the ways in which you were able to accept yourself? Totally. totally. How did that shift things for you? Um, I would say it shifted things for me because... I just saw myself like it's a weird thing to watch yourself on video only talking to you not presenting to others because you you see yourself differently like I was so honest with myself about what I was really thinking and feeling and the shift happened for me because I saw myself in my light and my dark like living it like saying what's really true for me and just to see myself and accept that about myself and be like wow god I, I really you know I really do have some have some stuff to deal with here, you know, and just accepting that it's a really beautiful thing. 
And one of the things with manifesting is you, like I realize you've got to accept your light and your dark. You cannot bypass the shadow. It just doesn't work. Hmm. And so what did that process look like for you when you noticed the dark, the darkness? Like, was there any sort of mantra you said or any sort of healing process you went through? Yeah, definitely. Um, I just constantly said to myself, I accept myself exactly where I am. It's okay that I'm sinking and I feel like I'm sinking and that's okay. Like I fully, fully accept every single thing that I think and feel right now. Mm. And it's just much more freeing because then I wasn't in any resistance to myself. And I think where I was going wrong before was I was really in resistance to myself. Um, and that includes my desires. I resisted even my desires. Like I wasn't really willing to accept them fully. Um, and it's the same with the darkness. If you don't fully accept that, then it just never really works. There's always going to be that friction. So yeah, um, for me, my mantras were a lot of self-acceptance. Um, just I accept myself exactly where I am. What I think and feel is beautiful. I accept the light and the dark side of myself. My darkness is beautiful. My darkness is my teacher. My light is my teacher. Amazing. And so what did you, what did you think when people started reaching out about the EFT work and you got that six figure contract and then you got another $56,000 contract or whatever it was, what was your thought process? What did you think was happening? Just sheer disbelief. Um, <laughs> just like, this is, is this my life? Like, is this real? Is this actually happening? And it's just mind blowing because for the first two weeks, I went back to my video journals where I was saying six figures for my 30th birthday. And I was saying to myself, God, it still isn't happening. What am I doing? But I know it's happening and it's coming, but I still don't know. Blah, 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 blah. And then just watching that back, it was such a humbling moment because it's like, Jesus, it really is possible. Like you can make anything happen. So I was when is your 30th birthday? August 28th. Okay. So you did it months before. Yeah. Amazing. So you were starting to see, you know, you, in the videos, there were, there were moments where you were wavering. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Literally just wavering, waiting, hoping, but still believing again, the light and the dark and just observing that and realizing, oh my gosh, that's one of the key formulas in a way to the manifestation, being totally okay with that and realizing you you can be messy and feel both and still manifest like crazy. Hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. So I think people think that they need to be uh, as near to perfect as possible when it comes to their mindset. But can you talk a little bit about why, I mean, you already mentioned it, but go a little bit deeper with us. So if people are set on a certain goal, um, just like yours was a financial goal, or maybe it's getting a house or maybe it's landing a client or whatever, it may be losing weight. So if you're focused on that goal and yet you're finding yourself experiencing some level of doubt or disbelief or, um, fear or even, uh, resentment. It hasn't happened yet. I don't know when it's going to happen. Anger. What do you do with those emotions? You own them. You absolutely own them. You don't hide from them because when you fight darkness, you fight yourself. And, and it really is that real. You just own them. You do. In, in my case, I did a video journal and I encourage anyone else to do it because it's such a powerful exercise. You have to see yourself. Like all well, Why of you. is it a problem to fight yourself? Because it's a problem to fight yourself because then you create resistance mm -hmm. and it's not necessary because it's like, if you just accept it, 
quickly move into radical acceptance that you feel that way, then you neutralize it and you're able to get to the middle of that polarity pole. You're not on the extreme end. You're not bashing yourself for feeling bad. You just accept that you do feel a bit bad. You are in self-doubt. And that does not mean by any universal law that you are not able to still get what you want. I love that. And I think being in resistance so often, it, it, it is an energy drain and it's a waste of energy. And like you said, it's the sooner you move into acceptance, the sooner you can neutralize it and use your energy you know, to create um, more fuel towards your desire and towards what you actually want. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, when you accept it, you, you, you can laugh about it more. It's like, you know, and, and I do it even now. It's like, oh, ha, ha, there I go again, being broke old nads. Yeah. Just observe it. Boom. Okay, there she is. There's that old version of me. She's here. She, she wants to be seen. Great. I accept that about myself. I'm feeling like that right now. It doesn't have to be all day. It can just be a minute. And boom, I can still manifest like crazy. I can still go for my, my seven figures before the end of 2020. And it's happening and it's fine. And it's, this is part of the part of the journey. It's part of the process. So yeah, fighting that is just such a waste of your energy. Feeling bad about the fact that you feel bad is just adding more to the pot. And it's not just not necessary. It's like adding salt to the wound. Just let the wound be the wound. You know, it's, it's, no, it's no big deal. We only make it a big deal. And I think that's the problem. And so you started to see all these opportunities come your way and, and the money. And I know that um, while you were in this place, you also took a job as a nanny, which paid you pretty well. Can you talk a little bit about anything you want to share around that and, and you know, the gift that you were given uh, oh, from that wow. family? How could I forget this? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's like a big part of the story too. So when I first moved to LA, um, okay, so I'm at my dad's house and I'm doing my YouTube videos and I just have this pull to be in LA. I'm like, okay, it's time for me to separate from my parents, you know, because I've always kind of relied on my mom, relied on my dad a bit. I thought I need to just do this alone. So I, I drove to LA, my best friend from London flew over and we did Airbnbs for four days. By the way, she paid for them because I had no money. <laughs> so she paid for them in LA yeah. doing Airbnbs. And um, I just decided as well, okay, I'm going to make this work. I'm not going to go back home to my dad's. So that codependency with parents, like the, the financial rescue, I relinquished that. I was like, enough. Just, I just drew lines. Enough is enough. So I find a job. I put my name in an agency and then they get me a job as a nanny, a nanny tutor with this very wealthy family in West Hollywood. So it's $1,200 a week, which is like 62K a year salary. Not bad at all for only four or five hours a day. Um, so already I was already feeling super abundant because it's the most money I've seen, to be perfectly honest, um, consistently. And then um, two weeks into the job, they buy me a car. So they put the down payment down, take care of everything. And then I just pay monthly every month. They deducted from my salary. Um, very recently, last week, I actually had to, I had no choice but to quit my job because my business has taken over. Um, but yeah, I manifested a brand new car with zero struggle, 2020 plate Honda that was hand delivered by Honda to the house person that just showed me every single step of the car. It was amazing. And yeah, a, a salary, which I was really happy with. And I honestly felt like that was it. Like I was going to check off my manifestation journal. Oh, yay. I manifested what I wanted. I've got a stable income, brand new car. I moved countries. I thought that was it. And then boom, six figure contracts just hit me like a ton of bricks. Wow. 
Yeah, this is such an incredible story, Nadia. And, and I have to share you know, with the listeners that you sent all of this in an email and my entire team read it multiple times. I even sent it to my father-in-law and he was like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> um, and it's just, this story is just so incredible. And for those people listening, I really want to break down how you did this because clearly there's a lot of very special things about you. And at the same time, I want people to understand that this is also possible for them. And so from what I'm hearing you say, you just kept following the breadcrumbs and you kept following the desires and kept owning what it is that you wanted and you were open and you were positive and you were, you were, you were shedding any of the excess weight, uh, metaphorically speaking that that was holding you back. Like the boyfriend, like the, the negative thoughts, the, um, not accepting of the darkness. And then you were able to receive more and more and more. And it even started to surprise you because it wasn't necessarily what you expected. But as you started to get the contracts, was there, I guess my, my, my bigger question is, was EFT and this work and the manifesting work, was that part of a previous plan that is now coming to, to life? Or is this a brand new realization of your purpose? This is definitely a brand new realization of my purpose. This was never part of the plan. Um, I always thought that I'd do something food related or creative related. Um, I, you know, I knew I like helping people, but certainly no, this was not part of the plan. This is all very, very brand new. And um, what you said is really important because there are lit- literally practical takeaways, which is exactly right. First step, decision, make the decision. Second, co- commit to that decision. Third, you keep committing to that decision and you, and that means you're going to have to train your mind and let go of things and people that are not, that don't align with that decision that you made. Beautiful. Totally. And so tell us, you know, where you're at now. So I know that you had multiple contracts, like you just said, you were able to resign from your job, which is something I didn't even know yet. So congratulations. (laughs) That's huge. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. You. So where are you at now? <laughs> so right now I've been a week now working full-time in my business, which is amazing. Um, I've launched my other little venture, Manifesting Magic, which is me talking about manifestation techniques, very specific things. Those things like accepting your darkness and video journaling, um, constantly projecting yourself into your manifestation reality and basically reorganizing your life around your desires, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. So not being in survival or living in your reality because it just, it literally just doesn't work. I'm proof of that. Five years, you can take in all the information you want. If you do not operate out of desire, it's just, it's never going to happen. It's just never going to happen. And you have to just make that decision that enough is enough. It's all about the desires. How, how am I going to make this happen? And you don't even need to be worried so much about the how because it's amazing how it all just literally takes care of itself. Um, but it's first things first, decision, 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 and being firm on your decision and really standing by yourself and standing by your decision. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. The difference between you now and how you're showing up versus you five years ago, even though, like you said, you were working with the coaches, you were reading the books, you were doing some of the work. What do you think the difference is today? The difference today is 
That's a really good question because the only way I can describe it is one was one is real and one is fake. Like that, that's the only way I can describe it. One is like a knockoff version. So one is the underperforming, underbelieving, underconvinced, giving myself every excuse under the sun as to why things weren't happening, um, victimizing myself, but doing it in a really sweet way where people believe me, um, lying to myself. One reality I'm lying to myself, the other is I'm being true to myself now because I'm honoring what I want and I'm committed to get what I want. Isn't that so true that we, we have this story about ourselves and then we project it and other people see us as that person because our belief is so strong, even though it's not our truth, our belief is so strong. We've convinced ourselves and then we convince other people. And then when you shift the story for yourself and you see yourself in a different way and you operate from a place of desire and what you know to be true about what you're meant for and your potential, then other people see that. So it's literally just like we're in control of the mirror. Literally, literally. We are in absolute control of the mirror, always have been and always will be. And we, we control the narrative. People will just reflect back what we are and what we think. So absolutely, like you control the narrative. So if you want more money, then you need to tell people that you're making more money. It's like, it's like so that. Simple. Yeah. You've got to see, you've got to see other people's realities, make them see you the way that you see yourself. Don't lie to yourself anymore about what you want and who you really are, you know, and how you really feel. Just, just, just be real. Basically. I know that's a bit wish-washy, but seriously, you just got to get radically real with yourself in every area, desires and the darkness, all of it, just own it all and just go for it because like it's possible. It, miracles, money, miracles, miracles. It is for you. It's meant for you. Operate in possibility and it's coming faster than you can even handle it. Like you can do it. I love that. I know you mentioned some of the things that you're up to now, but what are you most excited about? Oh, my manifesting magic and just sharing abundantly everything yeah. with manifestation. Because it's amazing that when you feel abundant and full, your capacity to give just matches that. Like, um, it's amazing how the poverty mindset and poverty thinking in every area is just so like, it makes you so Scrooge-like, you know, mm-hmm. you don't realize it until you actually get over the hurdle that felt so impossible. And you're like, God, you just feel alive. Like you can just give and give and give and there's just no limit. That's beautiful. And in those moments where you're feeling, you know, maybe, maybe it's moments, maybe a day, it's days where you're feeling like you're not abundant. What do you do to shift that? I, well, I do do a bit of tapping on myself. So I tap into why I, why I don't feel abundant. So for example, you know, oh, I'm feeling like, oh no, I'm going to lose it. Or oh, no, I'm going to screw this up. Oh no, I, I can't have this. Or I'm, I'm doing better than other people now. What are they thinking of me? All those types of beliefs. Um, I just accept them as quickly as possible. So I say it out loud, just like that. Um, I don't get into the story about, oh no, I feel bad and it's terrible. It's just, it is what it is. It's part of the program. And then I very quickly remind myself, hey, I'm a powerful manifester. This is part of the program. It's beautiful. Let's just keep going. Let's move. Let's, let's keep it moving. Mm, amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Well, I know this sounds like we've probably already answered this question, but I always ask all of our guests here at I Heart My Life on the show, what is one way that people can create a life that's better than their dreams? So definitely you have got to decide 
what you want. Like be very concrete in what it is that you want, what you really, really, really want. And you've just got to decide to get off the struggle bus. Like that's, that's the core of it because the rest is easy. The rest will come to you fast. But if you don't make that decision and really stand for yourself 100%, not 50%, like 100%, then yeah, you will absolutely get a life way better than your dreams that will be all of your expectations. Yeah, the word decide actually means to cut off. And so that's the way I always love to think about it. You're cutting off any other option, any other life, any other... Um, level of normalcy and you're moving forward with your desires full speed ahead. And I'm always obviously big on desires that I hurt my life. It's basically what our company has been built upon. <laughs> but for me, it's, it's not about a specific type of desire. It's whatever you truly want. And I think it's really important for everyone listening, whether it's the money that fuels you, the freedom, living in a different city, creating the business. I really don't care what the desire is. I just want you to be in reality around what you actually want, because I think so many people are just in denial. They're craving something and not allowing themselves to have it, or they're allowing their mind to tell them it's not possible. And the sooner you get into reality around this is possible for you and your desires exist for a reason, they are literally dropped in. The sooner you recognize that and move full speed ahead, that's when people create what you have, Nadia. Yeah, I mean, exactly that. And, and it really is exactly that. It's just that decision, believing it's possible. And like what you said, to decide to cut off. It's, it's, it, it's that you've got to decide. And that means to cut off what you need to cut off in order to honor your decision, to honor your desire. Like, just Love do it the order of your life. Yeah. And yeah. Make- it really is all possible. It really is all all possible. Like miracles, they're 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 for you. It's it's amazing. It really is. So where can people find you, Nadia, online? Um, my Instagram, manifesting magic now. Love it. Amazing. Well, I can't wait to see what you do next. I mean, this has been a roller coaster of a six months and you basically already manifested that first goal big time. And so it sounds like you've upped the goal and I can't wait to see that come to life. Yeah, absolutely. So my next manifestations are working with you one-to-one, seven figures by the end of 2020. And my soulmate, which I'm going to introduce to my dad this Thanksgiving, and he's going to be a lovely, wealthy man. And I'm going to be seeding a bunch of people about that reality. So it gets reflected right back to me. Manifestation 101 technique right there. Amazing. Well, we, James and I are going out and having champagne with you and your man. So oh, yes. I love that. <laughs> Put it all for the gram. All for the gram. <laughs> yeah, love it. Thank you, Nadia. Well, I really appreciate you sharing your story. I know you've inspired so many people to believe in what's possible and to truly understand step-by-step what it looks like to manifest. And I think that's really important because so often, you know, we throw that word around and it can be quite spiritual. It can be quite woo-woo. People don't feel like they have a grasp on it. And so thank you for breaking it down for us and making it a process that everyone can do. Totally. Um, it's been it's been an absolute honor. And thank you for consistently showing up and for being a reminder in my life of possibility. 
you know, that's how I found myself at I Heart My Life Live. That's how I found myself working with you now on a smaller scale and manifesting to work with you on a bigger scale because you operate from possibility and it's the best vibration ever. It just works. It just mm. works. So it's amazing. Thank you so much for your work. Oh, my pleasure. You're why we do what we do. So just grateful for you sharing your story. And thank you for your time, Nadia. We'll talk to everyone listening very soon. I hope you love today's episode. It's one of my favorites. She has such a powerful story and I hope you feel like manifesting is possible for you now. If you want to know about working with us, we are opening our brand new I Heart My Life signature course as we speak, as you're listening to this episode. So go to iheartmylife.com to learn more. And if the course isn't right for you, there's tons of other options. We'd love to support you in making game-changing shifts to your own life, increasing wealth, and getting in alignment with your big desires. Thank you for listening to the I Heart My Life show. For more inspiration, success tips, and ways to achieve your life and business goals, definitely follow me on Facebook and Instagram on I Heart My Life Now. See you next time.